Hi guys, thank you so much for coming to the Final Percent Podcast. I have one of my absolute favorite human beings on planet Earth with me. And if you have seen the pictures, also one of my mom's favorite people. Um, she has uh, changed countless lives. It's the incomparable Sharon Lecter. And uh, I'm excited to kind of take you on a journey on how we met, different things that uh, we've experienced, some things that we're about to experience. Um, but Sharon, thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast today. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much, Greg. Love being with you. Well, so let's let's talk a little bit. How in the? It's kind of like uh, if you've ever seen the uh, the the Dumb and Dumber video. How does a girl like me and a guy like you get together? Um, and if you haven't seen that, it, it's supposed to be tr transposed. So guys, don't 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 think that I, I missed messed up on that. But you know, I'm so early on in this speaker, this this being an author and, a, and a, a, an impactor. And then I get to hang out and talk to an absolute legend. How, how did we, you know, get together? How does that, how does that even happen? Well, it's been my pleasure to get to know you. And we met, I believe at a coach Bert event yep. and had a chance to, to chat and to visit. And you and I just kind of hit it off and you keep showing up and, and being of service and supporting and giving people the opportunity to um, better themselves. And so I, I'm always looking for that next generation of talent and you are it, my dear. Oh, well, thank you. That I'm just saying that that, that means the world to me, and I, I'm one of those emotional guys. So, hey, guys, if I end up crying just because I think this is about the coolest thing ever, uh, no judgment, no ju judgment-free zone. Um, but one of the things I've actually talked about in my Facebook group and I have talked about on my Facebook is this crazy idea of pay your family first. Um, and you started a movement, a company, uh, 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 this idea, and this thing that I think is really – it's still kind of a, a, a secret to a lot of people because they figure it out a little too late. I think it should be, you know, one of the 10 commandments of entrepreneurship. I would just love to hear how did, when did that lightning bolt strike for you to where you're like, this is, this is what needs to happen. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. When I, when I made the decision to leave rich dad, I started my own company and that's when I called it pay your family first because in all my teachings, too many of us, way too many of us live to impress others, not to take care of our family. We always want to look good. We're out there spending money we don't need to spend. We're getting into debt we don't need to get into to look better, to look more successful. And if you really focus on building your own personal financial statement, you can be an employee. There's nothing wrong with being an employee. It's not what you do for your paycheck that counts. It's what you do with your paycheck. Mm, okay, that's great. All right. But your business is your personal financial statement, your personal assets. And if you're your only asset, you're not really building a foundation for your family. So you want to get paid 
and invest that money, not spend that money. Mm -hmm. And so that you can build assets for your family. And so the whole concept of pay your family first is to get people to change their mindset from trying to impress others mm -hmm. to building a future for yourself and your family. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that is, I think that's one of the things that America, unfortunately, is kind of cultivating with the need for Lamborghinis and this, that, and the other. It, and there's nothing wrong with the Lamborghini, to be very clear. They're incredibly cool cars, but you need to get it for the right reason. And you need to be able to afford it for the right reason. It should not be where most of your paycheck goes. And we don't want to create this kind of false image of ourselves. One of the things I just did a podcast on was uh, before you post anything, ask yourself this question, am I being real or am I being fake? And I think that pay your family first lives in the land of real and thinking that you want to impress people with the Lamborghini that you can't afford is living in the land of fake. It's something that you can't sustain. And I think if people could double down and understand that concept of pay your family first and understand how to, you know, go internal instead of constantly be focused on that external, it's incredibly important. Um, one of the things that I've always been interested in, uh, you know, you, you've gotten to work with not one, but two separate presidents. What is it like working at that level? And for everyone who like, am I, am I right in saying this is both a Democratic president and a Republican president. So you know you're doing something right in the political landscape when both parties are saying, hey, you're the authority on this and we need help. Uh, what is it like working at that level when you're when you're looked at as, you know, the authority for the authority? That's just so cool to me. Well, it's an incredible honor and a huge opportunity. And I was appointed by President Bush and my term was also covered by President Obama. And I think, you know, the, the just the fact that they were interested in creating a, a advisory council for financial literacy shows the need that America families needed to understand more about financial literacy. And that need still exists today as strong as it was back then. And I was really the, one of the only entrepreneurs on the council. So I was a, a, a loud voice for entrepreneurship and understanding the, the need for us to teach our kids and young people and entrepreneurs how to create financial freedom. So it was a huge honor, it was a huge opportunity, but it's still a huge need. Yes. So much more needs to be done. Yep. So let's talk a little bit, and I know that you've never been asked this question ever, but let's talk a little bit about your time with the Rich Dad Company. What was it like being a snowplow for someone like Robert Kiyosaki to come out and show, share the world this Rich Dad concept that has been kind of like a wildfire to change financial literacy and, and really put the fire inside of people to say, oh, that's because I'll tell you that that was my very first book when I said I need to get into, uh, uh, you know, personal growth and I need to know what motivational this, that and the other. I mean, that's that's you. That's so crazy that you were able to, you know, help help him get that out there. And then you stayed there. You you wrote how many more books with him? We wrote 15 books together and a myriad of games and audio products. And, and, and how many books did you sell? Um, 34 million, I think. <laughs> 
it's 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 numbers that people say that just it's it's incomprehensible it's so cool so what is it like being an engine in a snowplow behind something that has absolutely changed the way that we look at personal growth what what is, what is that like knowing that you were instrumental in that process for changing the culture of, of and landscape of personal growth well, just as a aside, he used to call me the engine and he was the horn. So um, it, along with your, your analogy, um, it really was an opportunity. We, we never did in the world did we expect for the company to explode the way it did. And it was because it was the right message at the right time. Yeah. He had this idea for a board game and I said, you wanted to charge $200 for it. And I said, well, you need a brochure to explain your philosophy because we're talking 1996. Yeah. And that's when he asked me to be his partner. He'd gone to see my husband to get some patent work to see if he could patent the game. And that's how we met. Yes. Mike helped him and he introduced us at a beta test. And I was the only one that got out of the rat race. But yeah. I love that. I love the game because it was consistent with what I was teaching at the time and what I still teach today. And that's the importance of buying, building, creating income, producing assets, building your asset column. Because assets are sexy. Sexy. Assets yeah. are sexy. Yes. One of my favorite things. That, my wife that's all that mine. That's all mine. So, yeah. And that's, you know, people don't understand that. They don't understand assets. They, most of us are our own asset because that's what we're taught in school to exchange time for money. Mm -hmm. I want people to teach them not work for money, but to work and invest your time in buying, building, creating assets that will work for you. Exactly. And that's how you can create financial freedom. Yes. And so in that process, he said he wanted to charge $200 for the board game. I said, you know, I just was volunteering to help him get the board game commercialized because I had my background in, in the publishing industry and in the um, talking book industry. So I had the connections. And I said, you should, if you want to charge that much, you should write a brochure. And so the two of, he asked me to be his partner and we formed the company Cashflow Technologies. And that brochure was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We never <laughs> expected this to take off a life of its own. We thought our brand was Cashflow and the world said, no, 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 your brand is Rich Dad. Yeah. And then people wanted more. And so we did, oh, we'll do a trilogy, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. No, no, no. So over our 10-year working relationship, we wrote 15 books together. Wow. And we ended up in over 100 countries, over 50 languages. And so it really was the right message at the right time. And when people talk to me, like when you said, I'm sure I said, how did you first hear about Rich Dad, Poor Dad? And it's either a friend, a teacher, a partner, a wife, a mother, um, word of mouth. We were truly a viral marketing success before the internet and before Amazon. So dinosaur time. <laughs> Yeah, that I just did a commercial for our uh, our conference that we're going to have you at, and and I did a whole thing where I'm on a black and white TV, and I say I want to take you way back, back into time, like 2019 when you come to live events. Um, so it's just interesting the uh, lens we put on things on on how much things can change so quickly. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about the the next wave and the next thing that is going to kind of change the game to help people now exit rich what what was the idea philosophy why is exit rich needed and necessary for today's landscape more than more than like because i think again i read the book i actually got an advanced copy i'm i'm the guy that will ask all of the the questions when people are like wow did he really ask that question 
I got to interview Sharon before the book was out and I was holding a book and I literally just looked at her and I said, can I have this? <laughs> and I remember she's like, uh, yeah, actually, sure. You can have that. But you, you got to ask the question to get a yes, guys. Um, but now it's out. And tell us the, the impact that you're hoping to, to get in, in families and entrepreneurs and businesses. You know, why is it needed and necessary? Well, let me start with the question. When you start a business, do you want to have to work until the day you die? Or do you want to build a business that's successful that gives you your time back and your wealth? Okay. Everybody's going to answer number two, not number one. Exactly. But the vast majority of business owners build number one. Yes. Because they don't put the structure. They don't take a successful business to, that's, that can be sustainable and scalable and saleable, whether you choose to sell it or not. You have to create that asset. People get excited about their product and their profit, but they don't build the structure and the foundation of their business. Yeah. And this is my 26th book. So after all the Rich Dad books and all the books wow. with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, I said, I really need people to understand the foundation. My husband and I have a program called Essential Components of a Successful Business. Yep. But again, I wanted to make the information available very, very cheaply so that people could see what am I missing? What do I need to do to build it? And so we talk about my co-author is the top female business broker in the country, mergers and acquisitions specialist. So she's very tactical as to what needs to happen. And then I come in from an investor and a mentor perspective telling you the why you need to do it. Mm. But it's really about building that business from the ground up. We talk about you know, your, your people, do you have the right people on your team? Do you have the right mentor, the snowplow? Do you have the right, you know, have people on your team who are strong where you are weak? And then your, of course, your products, maybe you have one product that should be three or four products. And then your processes, those business systems, when you build a house, you got to build, build down first strong foundation. Yeah. And then you have to have plumbing and electrical, same thing in your business. You have to have the right systems. It's so much easier to manage a system than it is to manage a personality. Yes. Right. And then proprietary, what makes you unique? What is your competitive advantage? You know, let's identify that the vast majority of the sales price of businesses today are not on the books. It's intangible. Yeah. It's that goodwill number, yeah. intangible assets, the value of your reputation, what you do with this differently, what makes you unique. Let's identify it. Let's protect it and then leverage it. And then your patrons, your database. In today's world, Greg, so many people are all excited about their followers on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and that's great, but they are not yours. Yeah. They're great leads, but you need to nurture them and bring them home into your database. Right. And too many young, particularly young companies today aren't focusing on that. And many companies are sold based on their database alone. And so make sure you're out there. Yes, you want to be all over social media, but you want to invite and entice them home so that you have the ability to connect with them, your patrons, and then your profits. And those are the six Ps that we go through in the book to help people find those one or two things that not only wow. increase the value of your business, but also the bottom line. Wow. Well, guys, if you don't run out and make sure you get this book, I mean, that just if you do anything that even kind of smells like business, it sounds like, you know, so you can build this properly, you know, it's not a, a thing that you read at the end of the life of your business so that you can sell it. It is the way to build it. It's, it's like putting a good foundation down for your house. And we, we need to understand where we're going so that we can, we can build the right thing. 
One of the things I actually got the uh, uh, privilege of talking with Angela earlier this morning, and we uh, were talking about getting uh, 50 books for um, some of our VIP uh, people who are coming to the conference on the, on the 24th, 25th, and 26th of September. Now, can we get you to say, hey, if they buy these books, I'll sign the books and say, hey, you are fabulous. Can we get a Sharon signature uh, uh, in these books that we're going to get to these VIPs? Oh, absolutely. I'd be honored and proud to do that. You better awesome. believe it. Awesome. The book's also good, you know, if people are trying to build their own business. If you're looking at investing in businesses, it's also a great um, book to read to give you a little more educated about what to look for, what questions to ask. So oh, it's, that's it's great. great in both respects. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and you know, that's a, one of the things, you know, something may look really sexy, especially you have these really charismatic entrepreneurs. And because we're so scared to let people know what's going on behind the scenes, you may think you're investing into something that's incredible, but if you don't ask the right questions, you, you are, you don't want to get hoodwinked and you need to get equipped with the right knowledge so that you can ask the right questions. So I think that that is incredibly important. And I'll tell you guys, Books have absolutely changed my life. Um, one of the books, you know, we'll, we'll end on this one. I could talk to Sharon literally forever, but it would just turn into, you know, her basically coaching me because I'm going to sit here and be like, and what would you do in this situation? And what would you do in this situation? Because, you know, when you get around the greats, ask them great questions. Now, one of the books that I have never heard of before was Outwitting the Devil. And the Napoleon Hill Foundation, which is, is you want to talk about a foundation and a rock solid company that personal growth has really stood on and and really helped people become millionaires. You know, every single day someone is made a millionaire because they read a Napoleon Hill book. Now they trusted you to write a at the time very controversial book. It's called Outwitting the Devil. This book absolutely is a game changer and if you have not read it run out and get this book because it is it is fabulous that's that's the, the only word outwitting the devil um now i'll tell you guys you know one thing just just a, a funny story about outwitting the devil uh we were on tour with sharon and uh i had heard about it on our first stop in nashville and I said, I've got to download this book. So I go on Audible, I download this book and my team is sleeping in the car. And so my video guy wakes up and in, in this Napoleon Hill is interviewing the devil on how the devil kind of goes through your life and sabotages you without you really realizing it. And there's one time where the devil is, is talking and my, my videographer wakes up and for about five minutes, I'm, I'm looking in the rearview mirror and his eyes are just super big. <laughs> and then pretty soon he just goes, what are you listening to? Like I was, and it was just this excerpt of how the, the devil destroys your life. And I think he thought I was listening to just some weird stuff. And I said, oh, it's that book outwitting the devil that Sharon was talking about. This He's like, oh, okay. I was trying to figure out what in the heck does Greg listen to when people are asleep? But it's, it's. It's also read in, uh, if you get the Audible book, it's read in kind of a, a playwright way to where the, the, there's a voice actor and it feels very immersive. And I would invite you, I'm one of those people, I really invite you, listen to the book, 
and read the book um, because it, it, if it goes in your eyes and your ears, it's going to stick differently than if it just goes in one. Um, but uh, it's, it's a game changer talking about fear and faith. And those are two engines in your life that can kind of change things. But again, you've, you've had, you've changed the landscape with Rich Dad Poor Dad. You've been, you know, financial literacy council for presidents. Um, you, on your 26th book, I, you're responsible for 34 million in, in sales, not to mention all of the great things that your, your, your husband uh, uh, helps you do because he's an incredible businessman in himself. But the Napoleon Hill Foundation trust you to say, hey, you know, we want to release this and we can only give it to you because you're the person to get this across the finish line. We talk about finishing. And I mean, you knocked it out of the park. So what is it like getting that level of, a tr of trust and then also having things from 70 years ago or whenever it was written, 80 years ago now, I think, still so unbelievably relevant? Well, it was an incredible honor. It's actually the Don Green called me the month we released my first book with the foundation, Three Feet from Gold, and said, I have this manuscript. It's been hidden away for 73 years at the time. And um, I don't know what to do with it. I want your input. So he sent it to me. And I was I run over to San Diego where I do most of my writing. And I had this manuscript that was typed on a manual typewriter with handwritten notes from Napoleon Hill. And he wrote it in 1938. Now, Thinking Grow Rich was released in 1937. But when Thinking Grow Rich was released, he was frustrated because he says, even though I'm giving you the answers, even though here it is, the thesis on success, mm -hmm. people won't take action. They won't do it. And, and so he added that last chapter, Six Ghosts of Fear, but he sat down in 1938 to go really deep into how fear holds us back. Mm -hmm. And this book, you know, my daughter is a minister and she says, I'm going to, I said, kind of negative. I'm going to kind of pray over your mom. I go, go for it. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> his wife prevented it from being published because she worked for the Presbyterian College and she mm -hmm. was afraid she'd get fired. So it was locked in the vault for 73 years. He died in 1970. She died in the 90s and her sister had it until um, probably 2010 and wow. actually 2008. Wow. And so it was given to the foundation and he sent it to me and that's probably only the fourth or fifth person to ever read it. And in a couple of hours, it just really transformed me. I said, it's got to get out. And so what an incredible honor and level of trust from, from the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And it really has been an incredible opportunity to change people and to bring Napoleon Hill's um, wisdom to the younger generation. And yes, the audiobook, I required them to have two different voices so that it would be more impactful. Like it's almost like a radio drama. Yes, it is. The it's so voice the devil's voice is low and grovelly, And it's like, oh my gosh, I have had people call me and say, I had to pull off the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, it was, it was a, a fantastic, uh, it is a fantastic book. I required reading for anyone that I'm coaching or mentoring um, because it's just, it is so great. Um, the other book that she had mentioned, Three Feet from Gold, um, and that talk, that's a lot about that perseverance expert side of things. There's a lot of people who are three feet from gold and it, it's always going to get darkest before dawn. It's always going to get hard before it gets easy and then even harder before it gets easy. Um, so, you know, stay the course when, when you have that in your gut, keep going. Um, you know, let's end here just because I know it's important to me. Um, but for you working closely with, with Michael, your spouse, um, Kayla's my everything, and I, I we do so many cool things together. 
every time I see you and Michael, I mean, he is, he's got such a big smile on his face. He is a character like there's no other. And he's just so fun to be around, you know, building such great businesses with your spouse. There's a lot of young, what I called married preneurs out there. Um, and they start fighting about money. They fight over structure. They fight over execution, all of these things. What are some of the good uh, foundational principles, uh, one, three, whatever you want to say, that you would just kind of help married people or, or uh, just two, uh, two people who are together in any, any fashion wanting to start a business together? What are some of your principles in that relationship? Well, I think that's a great question, Greg. Yeah, Mike and I will be celebrating 41 years of marriage in September. Wow. And you know, the first that's thing, so thank you. But the first thing I tell people all the time is, you know, you've got to respect them as much as you love them, because when mm -hmm. there are times when love starts failing and respect steps in, because yes. um, there are some days where you just get mad at them, but the respect never dies. And so that's something, my level of respect, he's the brightest man I've ever met. He's brilliant and he still is. And every single day I rely on his guidance. And so, um, but the love is always there and it's bolstered. But when you have the love and the respect is very important. And the second one is, you know, boundaries. I mean, when we, um, I, and I'm always the one that breaks those boundaries, but, you know, setting up the, when we're upstairs, we're not going to talk business and I blow it all the time, but it makes it more funny than anything else. So understanding <laughs> to set those boundaries as this is family time, this is business time oh. and, and really supporting each other, but also always having, you know, the, the, the eye on, on, on making time for each other and that's something that for a lot of years i didn't I, you know i was building i was doing a lot of things and um i wasn't very good at that and so you have to pay attention and really invest in in the relationship because at the end of the day that's what's you know that's your family that's what you wow. want your future well i think one one takeaway for for anyone who's listening to that when you're with your significant other respect them as much as you love them i mean Anybody who just heard that and you're starting a business, you're welcome. Sharon just saved your marriage. So I just, I just want to point that out. But anyway, Sharon, thank you so much for taking the time. We also uh, had the privilege of getting into her Play Big movement. Um, uh, and, and we talked on that. Uh, and then we did another podcast over on Sharon's. But before we let you go, how can people play bigger? How can people get into the Play Big movement? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, inquire about mentoring services, just all things Sharon. How do we share Sharon? <laughs> well, Sharon Lecter is pretty much everywhere. Um, Instagram, Facebook, author Sharon Lecter, Sharon Lecter on LinkedIn and on Twitter. But come to SharonLecter.com because there's information there about speaking. There's information about mentoring and you can fill out a form and one of our people will get in touch with you. But also email me, info at SharonLecter.com. I'm very accessible and want to support everybody in creating the next, the next level of success in your life. That's so awesome. So if they wanted to, how do they do the, the Play Big movement? It's a private Facebook group. So just go to the Play Big Movement with Sharon Lecter and ask to join and we will get back to you. It's a free, it's a free group. We'll invite you in and we'll love to support you in playing a bigger game. Okay, well, that's awesome. And, and guys, I cannot stress this enough. You need to connect with 
sharing. She just her her presence in my life has just is has already changed it. And when you're going to a seminar, the reason you have gone to so many seminars and the reason you keep going and the reason that you're doing all of this stuff is because you haven't felt the change that you actually want and need. It's because you need to get around the right people. And I'll tell you, Sharon changes things. She is a change agent and she can take you to the next level, help you go the final percent, and she can help you play an entirely bigger game than you ever thought possible. So connect with her. Um, I really invite you to do so because if you guys respect me in any way, um, and you think that I've given value, I want you to know that she has done the same for me. And I would love for you to experience her as I have so that she can impact your life the way that she's impacted mine. So thank you guys so much for coming to the Final Percent Podcast. And thank you, Sharon. You are fabulous. Thank you, Greg. Yes, you are. I'm not the same.